Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. And with us right now, we've got Mark Asquith. Mark, uh, you're you're a Brit. Uh, you're the CEO and co-founder of Rebel Base Media, included, which includes one of my favorite products, Captivate. And that's what we're going to talk about, uh, which is uh, about a year and a half old and uh, kind of taking the podcast world by storm. It is the host that we use. And we'll talk about that a little bit um, after we did a lot of due diligence on podcast hosts. And I've been in the podcasting space for seven years. Um, we recently migrated from another host. We'll kind of talk about um, we'll talk about that process. And so, if somebody's thinking about you know they, they've got a podcast or they've been just doing a little part time podcast, and they're like, "Well, I can't even imagine how difficult it must be to move." A podcast over. Mark, you're going to kind of share with us uh, what that process is. I'll kind of share my own experience with that. But Mark, thank you so much for joining us. It's a pleasure, my man. Always good to chat. Thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. All right. So where did Rebel Base Media come from? So we've been, we've been building products for a long time. You know, my background is, is having a digital and design agency. We used to in the agency, we used to work with Adobe. We, you know, we've done Time, uh, New York Times pieces. We've done Fortune magazine covers and all sorts of crazy stuff. So we've kind of, we've always been working in this brand space. But I think in around 2013, when I got into podcasting myself, um, we spotted a couple of problems with the, the podcasting landscape. The first thing being, um, back in the day, it wasn't that easy to, to link everything up to your website. Podcasters yeah. were creating these amazing shows um, and having no way to really outsource the management of those. So we created a, a small little business, which we still run today, which is called Podcast Websites. It's one of the products that Rebel Base Media owns. Um, and everything just stemmed from there, really. We, we spotted other things that we could, uh, I thought we could add into the mix and, 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 and kind of revolutionize a little bit, podcast hosting being one of them. Um, we also own a, a podcast interaction startup. We own a, a membership academy called Podcast Success Academy. We've got our, our own podcast recording studio and production network in the UK. And uh, like you said, Captivate is is kind of the flagship software. Yeah, that's the hosting, analytics, and marketing platform. So we're all we're all in on podcasting, um, and we we just came off the back of running a digital and and, and brand agency um, and moving some of those skills into the podcasting space, really. And that was seven years ago now, twenty thirteen. So specifically speaking about podcast hosts, what need did you see in the marketplace for hosting? Well, I think there were a few different things, really. It was a bit of a three-pronged need, really. The first one was interfaces need to be a lot easier than they used to be. Some of the incumbent mm. hosting platforms um, are still, you know, they've still got infrastructure. They've still got, they've still got um, front ends that are, were designed in 2006. And even when they update them, they're still, you know, it's a funny one. They're still updating them as if they're five, six years old, which is always quite interesting. And that's a challenge for new podcasters. Um, there seems to be a, 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 a willingness with a lot of podcast hosting platforms to try and keep things complicated. So that was the first thing, try and uh, demystify a lot of that and make it simple. The second thing was, was personal 
support. Um, so the idea being that, I mean, a lot of people in podcasting are made to feel silly when they first enter the space, like as if you should know everything. Um, and that's because of the way the industry's grown up. You know, it started as an industry in 2005, being a cottage industry that um, there were only two or three real experts in. A lot of those experts now still want you to feel like they're the people that you should be listening to because they've got the heritage in that, which is to be respected. But a lot of the time you're made to feel a little bit silly if you don't know anything. So that was yeah. the second thing, um, was just to kind of give an air of, of actual support and, 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 and just a bit of a personal approach to it, keep things nice, keep people feeling like they're included. And then the third reason that we created Captivate was no one's really caring about whether you grow your show or not. You know, everyone wants to make money off just serving the files. So a lot of the hosting platforms will just take your files, give you the RSS feed and the analytics. They kind of don't care whether you succeed or not. They want you to succeed so they can you can move up to their, their higher tiers or whatever that is, but they don't actually build anything that really helps you, the independent succeed. Mm-hmm. Everything they build, which is fine, but everything that they build is for enterprise. It's for the people with the giant numbers because if they do better, then the company can sell sponsorships off the back of that or split the ad revenue with you. No one's looking after the independents. So that was the third reason that we built Captivate. Yeah. Well, Mark, uh, I could just tell you from personal experience, um, having evaluated a lot of different hosts, one thing I really love about all the products of Rebel-based media, but particularly Captivate, um, is this, the user experience is just it's just a joy to use. It's, it's very easy to understand. Uh, and um, it's, uh, we, one of the main reasons, so we moved over because the pricing was honestly much better for us, just the way that we do a lot of shows. Uh, and so with Thoughtful Entrepreneur, this show right now is being hosted on Captivate. <laughs> and uh, for a daily show, uh, it just makes it just made sense pricing wise. We've got two other shows, uh, and so for us, you know, the the packages. I just uh, tell me if you don't mind, kind of share how the packages are, are are fairly unique in the podcasting world as well. Yeah, good question. So we've got you know, if, if we we're not talking here about production companies or agencies or networks, if we're talking right. about the personal pricing, so. You know, you're a podcaster wanting to start your own show or a range of shows that you are the creator and the host of. We, um, the only things that we have to pay for really are staff costs and team costs. We've got to pay for CDN bandwidth, so the cost of transferring data from mm-hmm. our servers to someone listening, and storage costs. Now, storage costs are fairly fixed. And what we figured out was that actually most of the podcast hosts penalize you for, for, for trying to succeed. So, mm-hmm. Look, and most of the podcasters will say, right, you want to create one show, it will cost you this amount of money, it's a fixed price, and we're going to hold advanced analytics back, or we're going to hold the fact that you can only have one team member or one web page or whatever it is, we're going to hold that back until you pay us more money. And then if you create another podcast, we're going to charge you the same amount of money, and if you want advanced analytics for that one, you've got to upgrade your package for that one. And we we kind of don't like that because it punishes and penalizes creativity. And no. What we decided to do instead was that, you know, there's, there's enough of the industry, there's enough bites at the cherry for us to be able to say, you can host as many podcasts as you want on one account for one cost, and we aren't going to hold any features back for you. But what we will do is we will frankly charge you for what we have to pay for, which is the transfer of the files between our hosting servers and the listener. You know, we pay for that bandwidth. 
So what we decided to do was say, well, look, you can have all the features, you can have as many podcasts as you want, but we'll give you X amount of downloads for this price point at 19 bucks a month. Then we'll give you this amount for this price point and this amount for this price point. Now, the interesting thing with that is that a lot of the competitors kind of kicked back against that. They said, well, yeah, but you know, you're going to get penalized for downloads. But then at the same time, a lot of those competitors were kind of saying in, in the Facebook groups, well, yeah, but we all know that not many podcasters get many downloads. So they were kind of saying, we are overcharging you, which was weird. Um, yeah. So we, we, we are very fair with the pricing. It's, it's, it's a very interesting model um, in that you get all the features. You can host as many shows as you want. And you quite literally only get graded up when you start to hit really high podcast threshold limits. Now, you know yourself, if you are... Yeah. If you're generating 100,000 downloads per month, actually, you're probably making a decent chunk. You're doing pretty good <laughs> if you're doing that kind of volume. So the average podcast, Mark, is, is probably, what, what would you estimate the average podcast download is? I well, mean, I think it or, or what's think- realistic for a podcaster who's, you know, they just launched their podcast, they, you know, they're in the first year or two. I mean- the average podcast, it's, it's a very, very minimal number of downloads. Yeah. I mean, look, man, if, you, if you were getting 500 downloads per episode, mm. then you're doing oh. really, really well. Oh, that's huge. Well. That's huge uh, for the average, again, for the average podcast. So, um, so one, one other little question that I know comes up from time to time for newbies or people that are new to podcasting is, why do I need a host? Why can't I just throw these on? You know, I'm hosting on GoDaddy or Bluehost or whatever it is. Why can't I just put the files there and hand code my own RSS feed? <laughs> okay. well, all, all of a sudden, I'm answering my own question. <laughs> yeah, so you, you don't have to hand code your RSS feed. That's what they used to do back in the day. That's what I did. Yeah, back yes. in 2009, 2010, uh, you know, I had to like, yeah, it was, it was a pain. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things that if you know about RSS feeds, it's not too difficult. But the, the, the fun thing is that, you know, what something like Captivate does, is it, it, it puts an interface around all the rubbish that you've got to deal with. So it will make it easy to update your show settings. It makes it easy to publish your episodes. But the main thing, of course, is that it, um, it does two, two real big things, actually three real big things. Number one, it tells you everything you want to know about your data. So you get analytics, you know, it's, it's the analytics platform that you need to look at what's happening with your podcast. Where are the downloads coming from? How often are they coming? And so on and so forth. Of course, it generates the RSS feed, which is like function number one, and it distributes that to Apple and to Spotify. But the real main thing that it does is it adds this massive layer of stability because, because of the CDNs that we use. Like a CDN provider is a, essentially a layer of software that sits between our servers and the listener and distributes. It's like a load balancer. You know, and it, it kind of distributes the weight of the downloads um, depending on where you are in the world. So it means that wherever you are in the world, you get a quick download. It comes to you reliably, um, and everything is tracked, and it's very, very, very reliable. If you put it on something like GoDaddy and code your own RSS feed, you know, your website goes down, your your podcast goes down, which obviously you don't want, and and a thousand other problems can occur. Uh, but that's the main function of a, of a podcast host is yeah. to make sure that everything is reliable. Yeah, um, and so. Mark, in terms of like growing a podcast, what are some of the strategies that you think are pretty tried and true uh, for someone that wants to grow their audience? So I think there's there's a realization required, and you know this as well as anyone, Josh, that it, you know it takes time to do this. It's a three, four, five year game to build a podcast, um, which is not always what everyone wants to hear. 
Um, but that doesn't mean that you can't have some level of success with it and monetize it much earlier than that. And that's a, that's a sort of slightly different conversation. But in terms of the tactics that are required, it's, it's, it's marketing 101. You know, you have to make sure that you are spending, in my view, I think you should be spending 70% of your time marketing your podcast and 30% producing it because it's, it's the classic, you know, build it and they will come. It's, this yeah. is not feel the dreams, you know, it ain't going to happen. So we've got to, we've got to make sure that for every piece of content we're creating, we're creating multiple layers of marketing that teach people not only about podcasts and that your podcast is an option to listen to, but also that actually you deal with this one particular thing in a very specific way. And yeah. you've got to really create, um, uh, in my view, like a multi-tiered marketing stack for this sort of thing. You have to go real deep into saying, look, I'm going to educate people that don't know about podcasts on what a podcast is. I'm going to help people understand that if they listen to podcasts and they like the sort of topic that I talk about, that I exist I'm going to teach people that actually I want you to share my content to other people. So I know that's a very high level strategic answer, but ultimately speaking, what we have to do is build out marketing strategies that target people that don't know about podcasts, that do know about podcasts that don't know about us, and that are willing to share our content to other people in their peer group. And I know we could get mega tactical on that, but strategically, they're the things that people don't do. Ultimately, all people do do is they release an episode, they send it to their email list, they put a pile of tweets out, a pile of Facebook posts, a pile of LinkedIn posts and Instagram posts, and then they maybe do a bit of recycling on the social media, and then the week mm. after, they rinse and repeat that entire marketing process. Yeah, That's not enough, because now there's nearly a million podcasts, where before there was 100,000, you know? Yeah. How does uh, Captivate help podcasters uh, grow their show? So Captivate is, is, is termed the world's only growth-oriented podcaster. So what that means is every feature that we release runs through that filter. So we won't release anything. We won't do anything unless it runs through the filter of, will this help someone to grow? So we have a lot of very unique tools in there, things like calls to action in your podcast player, things mm -hmm. like the one-click sponsor kit, things like our single subscription link, which means that you're not having to scram around and decide where to send people for your subscriptions. Like you send them to Apple or Spotify or Google. Instead, it's just, there's one link, send them there and all the icons are there and they can one click subscribe to any one of them that they want. So things like that are really, really important, but it's also things like analyzing data in such a way that is meaningful. Like a lot of the other hosts just give you the data. That's like, you know, that's like a builder turning up to my house to build a house or build a wall and just giving me the bricks. I need the plan and I want someone to do it for me and tell me exactly what to put where and, and what that means. So we, we cut, cut the data in a very set of specific ways that help someone that, let's be honest, doesn't want to be a marketer. You create a podcast not to be a marketer. You create a podcast to be a podcaster. So we, we give you all the data, but we tell you, like, what does it mean? What does it mean when you cut these numbers up in this way? And that's vital because no one, unless you're a geek like you and I, no one wants to deal with the numbers like that. So there's, there's a lot that we do, but there's some of the headlines. Yeah. Um, and so, Mark, in terms of, you know, when you're hosting with uh, Captivate, you know, one thing um, when you have a podcast is you, you need to make sure it gets into all the directories. Um, and, and, oh, I can't wait to ask my next question, too. We're going to talk about, like, migrating. But um, uh, 
how difficult is it when you launch a podcast to make sure that it gets in to Spotify and iHeart and some of these other, and I don't know if Spotify and iHeart accept all shows. Can you kind of explain how the directories work? Yeah, so they, honestly, they all work in a slightly different way. But what we've done with Captivate is we've built a distribution center, which is very, very easy to use. A lot of it is one-click submission. We were actually one of the first hosting platforms to have full pass-through from Spotify. We got that before some of the people that have been around since 2005, which I thought was interesting. And we, we work with all of the major players to make sure that the RSS feed that you submit is accepted. We also add a lot of checks in to make sure your cover art is fine. Not, none of the other hosts do this. We'll check your cover art to make sure it's the right dimensions, the right color mm. space, the right file size. No one else does that. Um, so the, the distribution section in Captivate is very easy to use. It allows you to just submit to Apple, to Spotify, to anywhere that you want, Google Podcasts, and we, we, we handhold that process very well. Um, and it's not as hard as you think. You know, There are only, only really a few major places you need to put your podcast because all of the other places get your podcast from those bigger places. Ah. As long as you're in the big players, like you mentioned, you know, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Google, iHeart, TuneIn, Stitcher, everywhere else kind of does the job. You know, it will pull from those those extra APIs. So the distribution center in Captivate was really major on that being very, very simple. As you know, I mean, you've seen it. It's, it's very like, there's Apple. There's what you do. There's Spotify. Click this button. Um, yeah. Because... A lot of it doesn't need to be complex. Like people want this to be complicated so they can charge more, but it's <laughs> right. complex. Yeah. Well, and that's that's the beautiful thing about Captivate. And again, I don't mean to keep sounding like I'm shelling, but I'm just, I'm very, <laughs> very, very pleased with the experience. Uh, and so, um, Mark, for someone who is maybe hosting with um, another provider and, um, oh, one other thing before we talk about migration is, and I don't think we touched on this, um, there are also some platforms that promise like free podcast hosting. And I know that there are a lot of folks in the industry that say, uh, be wary about that. Uh, first off, you know, if, if you're not paying, you're the thing that's being sold <laughs> for one. Um, and so, I mean, every business has to make money somewhere. Um, but can you kind of explain maybe some of the, uh, the, the precautionary things that you might recommend? Yeah, definitely. And again, another good question. It's, it's exactly as you mentioned there, Josh, you know, if you're not paying for something, you are paying with some other thing. So you're either paying with your time or you're paying with your content or something else that you are giving to that platform will end up either not necessarily being theirs, but they may be able to use that in ways that you wouldn't like. And it's, it's always something that I find interesting. Like I have no problem at all with people using a free service to get started because oh, yeah, I think sure. it's great to kind of test the water, but very quickly, if you realize podcasting is for you, very quickly, you have to move to a platform that yes, it might cost you a few bucks a month, but no one at Captivate is going to put a timestamp in your, or, or an ad in your content. We're not going to say we own the content or we can repurpose it or we can right. reuse it. You know, no one will do that. And that's what we tend to find is that people start on free platforms and after sort of two months, they're like, oh, wait a second. Okay, now I need to kind of up my game. So I think that, that that's the, the, the word of caution that I give is just, you know, understand where these free platforms fit in and know that for the long term, what other software do you use except for something like Google that is free in your business? You don't. You pay for Adobe, you pay for Dropbox, you pay for Evernote, you pay everything that you rely upon that is 
completely central to something that you do, just like hosting is to a podcast, you pay a little little bit of money to every single month. Um, yeah. And it's the same in podcasting. So yeah, just, just a word of caution on feel free to start with the free host, but very quickly consider, actually, this might not be the right choice. Right, right. So in terms of migration, um, I'll just start by sharing my experience. Mark, it was... Uh, I, it was uh, uh, eerily, I mean, it was, it was almost scary how easy it was to migrate. I had no idea that all I needed to do was pop in a little redirect and everything was just kind of like automatically handled on the back end. I, I thought for sure, I'm like, oh boy, this is going to be a mess. My main concern is I don't want to lose all my subscribers. Uh, and that wasn't a problem. No, so it's not. can you kind of explain a little bit about how migration works? Yeah, absolutely. So it's never a problem losing subscribers. So essentially what you do with something like Captivate is you just tell us your old RSS feed. We go and get everything from the RSS feed and pull it into your account and to your podcast in Captivate. Then all you do is in your old host, you say, hey guys, I'm going to put this redirect into a Captivate feed. So move the old RSS feed to the new one. And what will happen is that when Apple and Spotify go down the old RSS feed to get your latest episode, they see the redirect and think, ah, these guys, Josh has moved to Captivate, so I'm going to get the stuff from over there instead. Mm. And it's a very simple process. You pop your RSS feed in, we import it, and then in your old host, you just say, hey, this is my new feed. Go over there now. And that's it. That's as easy as it is. I thought for sure that the other hosts would be like, yeah, we're not letting you leave. <laughs> and they would make it really, really difficult. And thankfully it wasn't. And again, I think if you're working with a paid host, that's going to be the experience for sure. I and mean, probably the, the, the free ones as well. But um, I, I was just, I was surprised. I thought, I'm like, oh boy. And then my main concern again was going to be the troubleshooting is I was going to check my feeds on some of the top directories and I was just praying. I'm like, oh, please don't let this get screwed up like an iTunes or something like that. And it was fine. Good. Yeah. And um, so, Mark, one final thing um, in terms of like, is there um, a great, like, where, where should people start? Like, where would you send them? Um, are there any uh, maybe special promotions, anything like that, that we could let people know about? Um, this, like, how, how could they check out Captivate? Yeah, definitely. So in the links, in the links, in the show notes, um, there's a link there that will link you up to something that we've put in in the show notes just from Josh's side of things. So Josh, obviously point people through to that link in the show notes and what we'll oh, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do have a, and, and I need to tell you that if we get any, anything from that, we give a hundred percent of that to charity. Like we're good. I don't need nice. to make money on affiliate stuff. I'm good. But please do use our link and we will donate a hundred percent of that to charity. So um, exactly. usually, I love that. Yeah, usually we do a lot of stuff with like uh, service members, uh, families. Uh, we do a lot of military stuff. Um, so um, yeah. So up my slash captivate. Thank you so much. If you use that link and again, we'll make a hundred percent donation uh, off of anything we get from captivate. So Mark, thank you so much. This is terrific. Uh, like I said, I um, I'm a fan uh, you know, having used a, a, a platform that the, the UI was just really, really complicated uh, for the average person. Um, one of the main reasons that we moved over, number one, is because it was easier for us. Number two, the pricing was better for us. Number three, I wanted to be able to use a platform that I could, I could recommend to all of our clients. One of the things that we do is we build 
podcasts for our clients as a sales tool so that they can use that podcast that we didn't even talk about like, you know, how you make money podcasting. I mean, that's a whole nother show. Uh, but we love using podcasts to um, reach out and connect with your dream ideal clients. And so we build those systems. So we needed, we needed a platform that we could potentially either just recommend to our clients, or if they wanted us to just kind of handle a lot of that on their behalf, um, that we could just put that into our agency plan. So for us, Captivate was just a no-brainer. And I looked at a lot of different platforms. And uh, again, don't mean to sound like I'm shilling, but <laughs> I really, Mark, you designed a beautiful product. So uh, thank you so much for joining us. And, and thank you for being at the helm of, uh, of a great, great company that's produced a great product. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate that. And big, big shout out to the rest of the team as well. And, and, and just, uh, yeah, and thanks to you for your support and all your team as well. So it's a pleasure. It's always a pleasure. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.